everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 259, recorded on September 26, 2022. And uh, we're here to talk all about uh, East Asia Soft's latest event. We're going to talk a little more about Mario and Rabbids from a recent preview event that I uh, got to attend, and a lot more on the news docket tonight, along with a review from Greg as well. Uh, but before we get into anything else, let's do some introductions. My name is Steve, and of course, I am not alone. We are joined by Greg. Hey, Greg, how are you? Good. You're throwing me a curveball right off the, first off the bat. No, I it's, know. Uh, Barry I wants to you, go first. <laughs> I mentioned you. I figured, hey, we probably should introduce you first. I don't know. Kind of keep people on their toes for sure. So, yeah. How's, how's, how's it been going, Greg? Things have been going pretty solid. I didn't get as much time to play some of the games I'll be talking about in a little while, but otherwise things have been going pretty smoothly over here. Cool, cool. And of course, joined by Barry. Hey, Barry. Hey, how's it going? Uh, see, I like the curveballs. Throw, throw it to Greg. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> to keep everybody on their toes. How's, the, uh, how's the last couple of weeks been going for you, Barry? Absolutely insane. <laughs> uh, just insanity for yep. something we'll be talking about in a bit. Uh, lots and lots of work, but uh, good, good, good kind of insanity. Thankfully, knock on wood this time. Good, <laughs> nice. Got a wood, got a wood plate and salt in there. <laughs> <sighs> Long time ago. <laughs> for, for, well, Just for that reason, I knew it was going to be a time in 2023 when I would need this wood plate installed, or 2022. See, I'm time traveling like Steve tonight. There you go. For those I'm that are a little uh, too hard, listen to the audio version. Uh, <laughs> Barry's just hitting his head, so um, <laughs> that's what you get when you don't catch the uh, don't catch the audio or the video version. Speaking of which, we are uh, streaming live on YouTube and Twitch, and we do this pretty much every other Monday evening at eight thirty p.m. Uh, Eastern time and five thirty p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we'd love for you guys to join in uh, in the live chat. Everything we talk about just. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, we absolutely uh, just enjoy um, chatting with you guys. You're kind of like the the fourth member of the podcast crew collectively, and we just love uh, interacting with you. Also, if you have never joined us on social media, just encourage you to do that. We are at Nintendo, Nintendo Fuse on uh, Twitter. And if you have not joined us in our Discord, we have a growing community over there. The link is on the screen, but also in the show notes and the YouTube description. And uh, we love interacting with you guys over there, chatting about games and so many other things. And uh, we're constantly making upgrades. We just added a new um, forum thing that uh, the Discord has now released. And we're kind of trying that out as well. And so, yeah, jump over there on our Discord. We'd love to... Uh, to have conversations around games and, and other things with you guys over there. Uh, as we said tonight uh, on this live episode of uh, the podcast, we're going to be talking about games we've been playing, but also some recent news that's been coming up and everything. But uh, but let's jump in first with the games we have been playing. And uh, just keeping it the same as earlier, Greg, we're going to go to you first. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, so switches, I haven't done a ton of time with uh, over the last two weeks surprisingly even though there's quite a backlog of games and many games i've been able to play i've been really been bit by some retro bugs and was trying to enjoy a lot more of some of the classic uh, consoles so um on switch i have maggie the magnet which is the game chat i'll be doing in a little while here by myself um and then i only played about an hour or two of xenoblade 3 um i'm still reserving like 
opinions be formed after I have like more significant time with it. So I don't want to be upsetting Barry or praising Barry too easily early on. So I'm hoping to have a better um, update come down the road. So like I just made it to like the very first like region area, region nine, but or whatever that well, is. What, what are your initial first, like, you know? The story so far seems a little bit on the boring side, but that's because I don't really like the mechs and um, stuff like that. So it's like these the two giant mechs are frozen in time in battle, and that's pretty much all I really. That's Xenoblade One. That's not Xenoblade Three. <laughs> Did you get the wrong game? I, I don't think so. It's a Xenoblade Three on the cover, and I mean it was showing like there's like these two giant mechs and they were like fighting and then there was also like traversing on the like the one that was like well mid fighting or something in the early sequence that sounds like xeno one (laughs) xeno three you are not on mechs there are mechs but that you are not on giant titans Hmm. Xeno one has the bionics maybe i I misspoke about being on it i don't know but Kind of even Steve knew that. that was that was you know one by his reaction. Yeah, I was like, I I feel like I've seen that before. Um, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I also the, thought you were on uh, Zeno X as well. Um, it said three on the cartridge, and it says three on the um, menu screen on the Switch. It says huh. three on the case. Hmm. All right. Well, so are you so playing as Shulk? Is Shulk in your party? No, no, there's no okay. Shulk. <laughs> because. Because Xeno Three does not take place on mechs at all. It it on it takes place just on on a land. Ionis hmm. is just a land. You're not on a Titan. Hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, I mis- yeah. Yeah, I was misspoke then. Even Jakester, that sounds like Xenoblade DE. <laughs> that is really interesting, though. I wonder. I wonder if there's just something at the very beginning that you f- forgot, Barry, or what? I wonder. That's that's weird. Oh no. Anyway, I actually rewatched. I watched a streamer going through it, and I, as I rewatched it, I was picturing Greg's experience. Like, I'm hoping he's enjoying this. Hmm. So I, I'm very fresh with the very beginning of the game again. Well, Greg got an extra cutscene, apparently. It sounds like <laughs> you got some Xenoblade ones wiped in. <laughs> nice. Well, I, I'm curious to know what your initial thoughts of the of the combat system are. Yeah, that's true. It seems like. I know there are tutorial combats, but it seems like it's a little bit like it almost feels like I don't really have to do anything because it's like they just auto fight. So it's you just kind of stand around and let them hack away at the enemy. <laughs> um, I don't know how good it'll be to maintain that going forward, but um, there was like one where I had to like hit the different face buttons just to do different types of attacks and it didn't really give me That's too much information on it. And I, but um the bulk of the enemies I fought have just let it like auto hack away at it, hmm. and there's like a back attack like or whatever one, that my one character has. Yeah, I'm like level four, I think now for number of things. Is whatever I found, I was I took out for the most part. I challenged everything that I've seen. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> and then there's like a few just a colony nine. <laughs> yeah, there's like a few different chests or whatever that I found outside of colony nine as well. Nice. Um, well, but that's it, it, I haven't really ventured into Colony Nine quite yet. That's where I had stopped. Chapter one that's of that a, game. It's shorter, but it's all set up. 
Like chapter and yep. chapter two is like a continuation. The game really doesn't start until chapter three. Like it starts. Chapter one and two are very good, but chapter three, it's like you get the freedom to. You're not on rails anymore. Almost like you're just go wherever the heck you want. I mean, I was kind of disappointed. You can't just climb and go wherever you want because it's like the guy can barely jump. It feels like you need some jumping classes or something for Mario or something. Cause... <laughs> yeah, you, you you don't you don't really need to jump that much. It's well, you can't really climb much either because it doesn't allow you to jump up and climb over stuff. But you but... can climb. You just haven't gotten that far. But you can't just climb anywhere like Breath of the Wild. But the, you can climb later spots. But uh, you got to get farther. <laughs> I'll give you everything yep. in the first minute. Yep. <laughs> yep, I'm like I said, it's very, very brief so far, and it's very light initial impressions from like a single play session. So um, yeah, we need more next week. Yeah. So then I was at my um, partner's place. So I was able to play the PS4 for actually the first time. So um, we were playing like the Aladdin and the Lion King collection thing from Disney that she had. So that was kind of fun to play through some classic um, SNES games. We also were playing some Mortal Kombat 11, but we couldn't figure out how to activate a second player. So I don't know what's going on with that. She had two controllers. So we were mostly just playing, taking turns playing against a computer player that was kicking our butts. <laughs> then uh, on the original Nintendo, I was going through Mega Man 2, um, Bugs Bunny, Crazy Castle, and Wizards and Warriors, just some classic fun games I enjoyed playing growing up and then still on mobile still going after Faye and then probably should take time to notice I've been kind of sucked into Roblox with my daughter because that's like all she ever plays on her iPad anymore so mm -hmm. I've unfortunately created my own account to kind of play along and kind of help monitor some of the games and chats and stuff that she is a part of she's nice. sucking you in <laughs> yep nice nice about uh actually before we went to Barry, um Jakester in the chats has been playing uh Pokemon Explorers of the Sky, started Metroid Other M, which he's enjoying. Uh tried Metroid Prime Hunters and quit. <laughs> and uh that doesn't really surprise me. Um, but uh and not not really very fun. Um and then played Luigi's Mansion One from start to finish in uh, one day. And also getting to the end of Earthbound. So that's cool. So, uh, Barry, what have you been up to? <clears throat> yeah, so I haven't ha played as much, but I uh, I did accomplish a goal I was going to attempt to do. So on Switch, Pokemon Unite, I'm still playing. I've uh, been doing that every day with my wife. We've been having fun. Uh, I started another free-to-play game, uh, which was way better than I expected it to be, which is Asphalt 9 Legends. Uh, a lot of fun. It's like burnout vibes. So I'm enjoying that. And then on the Switch... I messed around with uh, Alicia Dragoon on the Genesis, which was one of the three games dropped randomly out of nowhere, and uh, it was pretty cool. I didn't I didn't get terribly far, but it was just interesting to to mess around with a game I hadn't played. Uh, the main thing I played though was in the PS4 uh, because of the Nintendo Direct last time. I said, "Hey, this game looks good. I might go back and 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 try the first one," and that was Altelia Riza. Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout, because uh, the third game looked amazing, and I said, "Well, it's not coming out till next year. I got some time. Let me try the first one because I have it." And I had a lot of fun. Uh, is it perfect? No, but it was my first Atelier game, and they are crafting-heavy RPGs, which I'm not the biggest fan of crafting. Uh, this is simplified, 
But what I didn't like was I was chugging along in the story. It was great. And then suddenly it was like, oh, you need to make this. And you need your alchemy level to be 35. And my alchemy level was like 22. And I was like, oh, crap. Like, here I was just enjoying the story. And now I had to come to a halt and had to grind my alchemy level up just so I could make the next MacGuffin to, to continue the story. But the characters were great. Um, you can tell Tecmo Koi was cheap with it because it's Japanese audio with English subtitles only. So there's no English audio option in any of the ulterior, uh, at least the Ryza games. Um, but the world was, you know, easy to explore. Fast travel was perfect. You could fast travel to any zone. The story was interesting. Uh, I think my biggest nitpick is that you have limited storage. So you have like 6,000 in your, in your chest and your home base, which is great. That should still be more, but you only have 100 on you at a time. And in a game about crafting, it's about collecting materials. So I filled that up consistently and had to go back. Uh, but they use a weird mechanic where, like, there could be a bush, for example, and you could use a sickle to get, you know, vines from it, or you can get an axe to get wood from it, or you can use a bug net to get bugs in it. So, like, depending on what you use, you get different materials. So you have to try all the different stuff, you know, all your different tools with uh, everything. And then you get, as you get higher, you actually get, like, multiple tools together so you get like the axe and the sickle together like a combo so then you get all the wood and all the the vines at the same time uh so it's it's really interesting to see you know how they adapted this system but it's super user friendly uh i did play on the easiest setting so combat was very easy to me um but i liked it it, it was enough that i'm interested to try Ryza 2 um before, when i have another break and uh Rise of Three, what got me was the environmental, like you're riding on a dolphin up a waterfall and you have all these, like, it looked like it was like a 3D, uh, more 3D freedom. This was 3D, but it was, it felt more restricting. Um, so I'm interested to see how the series evolves. But I did get, you know, some playtime in a brand new RPG series and I did enjoy it. Uh, PC, still doing Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, lots of new content, just having fun with friends and uh, doing some raids and some mount farms. And on mobile, Mario Kart Tour still. Cool. Cool. Uh, we also have Kevin joining us in the chat. Said hey. So hey, Kevin. Um, Jakester's talking a little more about, I think, Mario, or uh, not Mario, Metroid. Uh, Metroid Prime Hunters. Um, yeah, and I think, like, the the controls really are the uh, the downside, I think, of that game. It's it's not bad, but it's uh, it's, I think it was one of those games that, like, seemed really cool. Uh, to be able to have uh, on mobile and then you realize oh i wish i had traditional analog controllers to uh sticks to actually play this game like normal instead of having to use the the touch screen but it was cool at the time definitely not holding I, up i wouldn't hate like a port of a lot of those games where you could oh, use traditional controls that'd be awesome actually like I, I still think, I mean, people have talked about it for a long time, the uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, um, having a port of that and with traditional controls, man, that could be that could be pretty cool. I don't know how exactly how they do it, but, you know, people over at Nintendo are geniuses. I'm sure they're going to figure it out. Of course, I'd also like a regular game of Star Fox Zero with regular controls, too. So That's when they be a tough one. They fixed the controls for Skyward Sword. I'm sure they could do other games. I didn't mind Skyward Sword though. It like that was yeah. one that like made more sense. Like it was weird walking around, you know, with just your short 
sticking up the whole time or whatever. Um, that was odd, but the, the, how they implemented the touch controls totally made sense. Like I would still, I think I would still prefer the motion controls for that game. Like I, I played, I think a demo or something with the, uh, the regular controls. And I was like, I just don't like this as much. It's not, it wasn't built for that. Like it was built more for motion and I enjoyed it more, but, uh, but you know, to each his own, you have, you have the options there, which is nice. Yeah, I did like the story of Hunters, but yeah, I, I was talking with Jake saying I had preferred that one over other M, but apparently I'm in, in the minority now. So, <laughs> um, I I liked other M. I I wonder if I would still like it though. I liked it at the time, um, but I wonder the if it biggest holds up. problem people have with other M is a the story because of the one scene with Ridley, and b because. It's very linear. Here you got to go here, and then you got to go here, and it doesn't have the full exploration of a Metroidvania, which I understand. But other than like, I'm fine with it. Like yeah. it's it just plays great. And the missiles, you know that that was a little jarring where you had a point at the screen to use the missiles, and that was the mm. only way to use it. But again, those are minor. Otherwise, I thought it was just really cool, and I thought Team Ninja did a good job. I think they did too. I think the the most negative I heard was more around the storyline itself. Yeah. Um, because it almost kind of like, you know, put Samus in this place of non power that she seemed like she had been in all the other games, and all of a sudden she's like, sub, like subjecting I'm, to like I'm other burning people in lava, her what to do. but I yeah. can't put on my Varia suit because exactly. I don't have orders. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Damn you, Adam. <laughs> Um, just like you guys, I have not played a whole lot of games, uh, and even less though. So it's funny. It was like, you're just like, I haven't played many games and you got like seven or eight that you're listing. I've not played many games and I've been playing rocket league. Um, but that's about it. Uh, clash Royale as well on, on mobile. Um, but, uh, I did play some of Mario and Rabbids sparks of hope. And I'll be talking about that a little later on as well. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny how like. I have all these intents to play when I travel lately. And then I get in situations that just do not allow me to like, I got delayed on flights and everything. And by the time I get in on the flight and I'm flying, I'm just like, I'm tired and I don't want to stare at a screen anymore. So I'm just going to rest the whole time or I'm going to sleep the whole time. Um, just listen to music or things like that. So I, I had intentions to, uh, to fire up some games on my switch as I was traveling, but, um, now I just listened to podcast or listened to, to music and just rested, uh, instead. But I did get some, of course, some time with, uh, with rocket league and, uh, continue to progress over there too. So, and I too did get my little Steve wall over the break too. So Yay. everybody should have their own little Steve. Everybody has a mini Steve. <laughs> And then I also got uh, Squid Sisters as well, finally, so I don't have to see the outrageous like $500 price tag on them anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, let's uh, get into some news discussion. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Name check. I'm jumping. The gun. I'm jumping. I'm jumping the gun. Greg's Time got travel. a review for Please. us. Got, Greg's got a review. So he's been talking, uh, he talked earlier about how he played a game called Maggie the Magnet, and then we're going to toss it over him, so... Uh, he can take it away and tell us more about uh, what he thinks about this game. All right, so um, pretty plain and simple. It, it's it's actually just pretty much a bunch of like one screen puzzles. Um, you're there's like a little magnet 
thing that goes around each of the levels and on some levels it'll move around and others you can activate switches to have it move and for the most part you just use like the magnetic pull like pull and push motions using maggie and it kind of pulls her towards it or like then you can give yourself momentum to move around the courses. So um, if you're watching the video version, you can kind of see some of the trailers of some of the different levels you go through. So it's there's like that little spinning thing of magnet that goes across the level. And then you just kind of navigate through these like one screen puzzles, just kind of pulling yourself towards the magnet when you know, like need to dodge the other obstacles like spikes and pits and other things like that. Um, pretty much there's a hundred and it's, it's 160 levels within the game there's like 10 or 15 worlds of 10 levels and then there's also a hidden level within one of the levels within the world so at one point there's like a hidden wall that you can kind of just um, go through and then it reveals like a special hidden level that kind of relates to the idea as well so it does a little bit of building where the levels get progressively more challenging and also some of them that are kind of really simple and you kind of just manipulate Maggie around to activate different switches to turn, to activate other, like the magnets or electricity or whatever the case may be within the puzzle. And then you go through the little dotted line thing to go off the court, like kind of like out of the level. So, um, they're all, all the levels are pretty much kind of structured the same and just on a simple screen and then just kind of navigating Maggie around through a bunch of different shapes and designs. Like there's like some animal shapes and some other things like that, where the levels just have like very basic theming around it. Overall, I thought the game was a lot of fun. I made it through more than half of the levels. It's really easy to just kind of plug and play. You just as soon as you beat one level, it just launches you right into the next one. You don't have to go to any world map or anything. It just launches you right into the next puzzle. And that includes when you're going between worlds. You might not even realize you've um, progressed to the next world unless you actually exit out and go back to the main screen. So if you die, you instantly are restored and then you can try the level again from the beginning. So everything is very straightforward and very simple. And I did have a lot of fun with it. Um, there's really not too much other content outside the base um, puzzle level. So it's, there's no multiplayer or anything that I could tell or anything else going on. And it's really that straightforward and simple. I think at the base price of five dollars, you're getting pretty good value. Um, it's I was able to play for I think at least three or four hours, and I only got through a little bit more than half of the puzzles. So each of the puzzles can take a little bit of effort to get through, especially some of the later ones that involve dodging more obstacles and other things like that. And if you're also seeking to go 100%, then trying to hit yourself against all the different walls can kind of make it kind of difficult there as well. So for $5, I would recommend it if you like the kind of magne magnetic type puzzle, puzzle levels. And there's kind of a lot to go through there just for $5. Cool. Cool. Yeah, sounds, sounds like good. a blast. Yeah. yeah, especially for not that much money. That's, yeah. yeah. I was surprised, 160 levels. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. We talked about other games that cost more that you could finish in a lot less time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's cool. So thanks. Uh, that's from East Asia Soft. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Another one. Another uh, quality gem from East Asia Soft. There. Nice. Nice. Cool. Well, if you, uh, yeah, if you've not played 
Maggie the the robot. Is that they're very magnet. robot magnet. Magnet. magnet Maggie the magnet. <laughs> she kind of looks like a robot too. Maggie the magnet. Uh, that makes more sense alliteration. Um, but if you've not played it, uh, let us know if you are thinking about checking it out. Um, and if you have played it, let us know what you think as well. Let us know in the chat or uh, in the comments later here on YouTube. Uh, but uh, speaking of East Asia Soft, now let's jump into some news. And Barry, would you let us know what <laughs> happened with uh, this recent special showcase that uh, that East Asia Soft had? Yeah, they just uh, East Asia Soft put out a special showcase this morning uh, to announce uh, their partnership with Softstar on four different titles that uh, they've been working with. So the first one is a game called Sea Horizon. It's a turn-based RPG with roguelike elements, uh, really cool pixelated, sort of like, like cartoonish style, I should say, like two-dimensional artwork. Uh, the, the field is like a hexagon. It looks almost like a game board. You get to move around and it changes all the time. Uh, this is coming to the Switch later this year, and there will be a physical. Uh, PlayStation Xbox are coming early 2023. Uh, the second game they showed off is a spinoff of the Sword and Fairy series called Sword and Fairy In 2. And this is a pretty much like a, a puzzle style game. Uh, yeah, it, it, it almost feels like a mobile game, truthfully. Um, but it looks like there could be some fun here. It's coming to the Switch later this year and other plat uh, platforms earlier next year. Uh, the third game they showed off was a complete 180 on everything, and that was the Bridge Curse Road to Salvation. It is a first-person survival horror game. I think it's a Korean survival horror game uh, with English voice cast for the first time. Um, it's coming to the consoles. It didn't say what, so it could be on the Switch. It could be on other ones. Uh, the first half of 2023, so I guess we'll see. Uh, it's, this looks almost like a little bit of grudge. You're like in a camp, and... You know, try just like six six people trying to survive. Um, definitely, if you like spooky stuff, this one is one to, to to keep your eye out for for sure. And the final game they showed off is a game that I never thought would ever come to America. I actually imported this on the PS4 with an Asian English release just for them to say we're bringing it to PS4 and Xbox. Uh, I think last year or, or earlier this year called Zwan Yan Sword Seven. And this is a long-running Chinese series. It's an action RPG series. And this time they announced that it's actually coming to the Switch in 2023, which is awesome. Um, this this is a, a standalone uh, entry. Uh, it's based on Chinese mythology and uh, looks really cool. I, I heard it's a little on the shorter side, but just it definitely does not look like... Uh, you know, something you would expect on the Switch. And in, in fact, even in uh, overseas, it wasn't released on the Switch. But but now now it's coming to the Switch. And that's that's me really excited to uh, to possibly give it a try this way and see how it performs. So nice. did you guys uh, get a chance to watch this short case, uh, showcase? It was, it was short. It was less than six minutes. I did not. I uh, I saw that it was announced and uh, I have, man, this this last uh, this last couple of weeks have been as as per the games that I've been playing recently, um, I've been at a, a busy week. So unfortunately, no, I'm actually uh, watching it for the first time right now as, as it's on screen. So, Greg, how about you? I did take a like five minutes before our podcast to play it. I was around like seven o'clock and or at least my local time, obviously. Um, and I just saw that it was like a link, and I was like, oh, I may as well just try to see how much of the 
thing I could watch. And then I was like, oh, it's less than six minutes. I have time to watch the whole thing. So um, I thought the presentation was pretty cool. Pretty much just the first title, the Sea Horizon, sounds like it's most appealing to me. Um, I kind of like those kind of strategy like movement games because one of my favorite um, PC games from way back in the 90s was Heroes of Might and Magic and used like like different turns so like you could only move so much space or whatever and then like you reveal parts of the map and you collect resources and you're managing all the stuff at once so um that was like a huge favorite series of mine and i was actually playing it not too long ago but um back to this it kind of sea horizon kind of reminded me of that kind of style game and that one really interests me quite a lot compared to the other ones that pretty much not really too much interest in the other ones with having more um, action adventure RPG games and like the horror game. It's not really my cup of tea. Yeah. I think, um, just, just, you know, like I said, just watching it right now, I think, um, I think the biggest thing that I would say is I am excited that, <laughs> that we're seeing these kind of games from East Asia soft, uh, which is great. Cause like, for a long time, um, I've said before, I feel like they kind of put out the same kind of games over and over again. And, um, and they're a lot of times they're not my style or just the, the genre or the whatever content they're going after. I'm like, Nope, not for me. Um, this looks really cool. And I, I don't know, I'm sorry to Barry and other people. I didn't know about this, the Zon one sword series, but this looks really cool. And, uh, and I'm, now I'm now I'm intrigued, so I'm gonna have to look more into this and and check it out. Um, I think it's interesting. I think this is it the sword and fairy game. Um, yet another RPG that has to do with uh, farming. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know it looks great, but um, probably not my thing, as I've said. But we have tons. If you if that's your thing, man, 2022 is the year for RPGs with farming elements. That is that is the the genre to go after uh for sure i hope it's not flooded i hope that all these games can stand alone and and actually uh get what they need uh for sure but um but yeah um it, lo it looks cool i think i think overall i'm just excited that uh that they're heading in some new and different and exciting directions with with the games that they're putting out uh with softstar yeah i could agree with that uh the rpg in the beginning looked really cool uh, you know, when, when I first saw it, I was like, this, this looks up my alley and, uh, no, no, uh, I'm just gonna be honest. I, I literally was about to, you know, check to see if there was a physical available. Cause I was like, oh, maybe this is something we could do it as I'm doing. It's like a physical is coming from play. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so it's already done. Um, because it, it looks like, like Greg said, it's, it's up my alley too. It looks like a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, Zwanyan, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to try that because I just, I imported it and I was going to play it because uh, there's a couple of those those games and I love Chinese mythology. I love any game that's really based on real mythology, and it is action RPG. So I'll give it a try. But you know, I was surprised to see that coming to the Switch. That really took me. The first person survival horror is not for me, but I think it looks fantastic. I think it really looks fantastic if you are a horror fan and, and you know my wife might play that. The other one. It doesn't do anything for me, but that's okay because it could do something for somebody else. You know, exactly. not every game is going to be for everybody. Yep, yep, for sure. Well, cool. Well, uh, let's let's turn our attention just a, a little bit different to. Uh, I got to go to a preview event um, with Ubisoft, and so that happened uh, last week. 
was it last week? Week before yeah. last? Um, I got to head oh. out to San Francisco and uh, and check out uh, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope and got a preview build with uh, some other people. I got to, got to see Kit and Krista. Actually, they were playing right across from me. Um, I just kept glancing over there. I was like, is that who did, I think Did you it talk is? to them? Is that who I think it is? No, because I didn't want to like, you know, it, it was a press event and I didn't want to, you know, feel like, Hey guys, I'm so excited to see you sort of thing. Um, but every time that honestly, they, they, they were like, I think removing themselves from everybody else, um, on purpose a little bit more, um, because probably they didn't want to be, uh, hounded by everybody. <laughs> and so, um, when like it came to lunch and stuff, I was like, maybe you'll go say hi. And I'm like, where'd they go? I can't find them right now. Um, so every time I saw them, it was like during a play session. Um, so I didn't, you know, I was more focused on, you know, getting some time with the game first, um, before, before going to say hi. So stalking them from afar. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Steve the stalker. <laughs> but yeah, Krista was like playing on the TV that was like directly on the other side of me. And then, uh, Kit was like off to an angle uh, across from me. And yeah, as I'm playing, I just glanced over and was like, wait a second. I know who that is. I'm like, I think I do. I'm like, yeah, is that him? Yeah, it is him. Um, so that like slip like a Nintendo Fuse a business card in their pocket to join our podcast. <laughs> like, up, so. I wanted to walk up to him and was like, hey, you guys remember me? Because I met you uh, 10 or 12 years ago at PAX East. And I checked out Mario Kart 8 for the first time. And yeah, they're probably like, no. We've met thousands of people since then. No, we don't remember you. <laughs> um, but anyhow, more importantly, I got to play Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Uh, so, yeah, I got uh, we've got several videos up on our YouTube channel. If you haven't checked out uh, that uh, lately, we, we've got uh, four videos of gameplay and including also uh, an interview with uh, Quentin Corrigy, who is the associate producer for the game. And uh, which is really cool because he uh, was over like all these different uh, studios. So Ubisoft had like, I think, two or three different studios working on Kingdom Battle. Um, but they've got like five or six different studios working on Sparks of Hope this time. And so Quentin was overseeing all the the battle systems, I'm pretty sure is what he was uh, directly over. And so like lots of different uh, moving parts and lots of different people working on this game this time. So that was cool to, to chat with him for a little bit. And I'm pretty sure this is the first industry talk that we have on our site that's not uh, hosted by Garrett <laughs> Barry. So um, yeah, that's it's, fine. A, it's a short one on it there. Uh, unfortunately, it's not uh, video, um, but we did get an audio interview with him. And so if you haven't checked those out, uh, please do so. And that way you can see more footage of the game and also that interview. Um, but much of the story, as I understand it, is uh, focused in space this time. And uh, sparks, because the, of the sparks of hope, the sparks are this combination of Lumas and Rabbids. So pretty much the, like most of the game, if you're familiar with the Mario and Rabbids game, uh, it has a lot of um, both Mario characters and Rabbids characters, and there's combinations of the two. And so, yeah, it's Mario and Rabbid, or Mario and, uh, sorry, Lumas from the Mario universe and the the rabbits and so they make sparks apparently is what they call them and i actually got to see the, the cut scene of how they name them and it's funny because they were like oh rabid lumas right and they're like no sparks I'm like okay why no reason 
they don't get to call be called rabid Loomis. They're just going to call them Sparks. Um, but uh, yeah, I played uh, the very beginning stage of Beacon Beach, and then I played a later le- later level called Pristine Pal. Uh, sorry, Pristine Peaks. Uh, there's a palace within it, and I kept getting get confused. Pristine Palace or Pristine Peaks. So the palace is in Pristine Peaks, and. Um, yeah, just some general thoughts about the game. I like how the game is not just a tactical RPG, and that's it. Um, it involves a lot of adventure and puzzle elements uh, this time. So there's a little more adventure in Kingdom Battle, but uh, a lot more adventure this time and a lot more puzzle elements as well. So it's not like you're just entering into tactical um, battles one after another. I really like how they remove the grid. Uh, it makes... People like me who are not like based, like I don't like the grid based tactical RPG things at all, but removing that grid uh, just it made it feel more inviting to me. Um, I really like also how the the robot AI, I forgot what it's called, um, doesn't it's not out in front of your characters anymore. Um, It's actually over the main character that you're you're controlling at the time. And so that was that was it's just a minor nitpick that I had of the the last game, but I liked how they changed that this time. Um, I like how also each character has their own unique set of weapons this time around, and you can also upgrade those weapons and upgrade the characters and all that stuff. Um, my new favorite char- or my favorite new character is one called Edge, uh, which is another accommodation uh, kind of character I, I gather, um, but does it's not called like Rabbit Edge or whatever. It's just Edge. Uh, so I don't know much about the, this character exactly because I didn't play enough uh, in the game, but it was the coolest character for, by by far. Like all of a sudden you're having like, you know, these other characters that are there just having their basic, you know, guns and different things they're shooting. And Edge comes along and has this amazing weapon that just like cuts through everything. And we're like, you're my favorite now. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's upgrades with skill trees. Uh, so you can customize each character and make it exactly as you want it. So you can take away different, there's several different skill trees and each of them will level up different parts of the character. Um, and also the sparks can be swapped out between characters. So each time they're like upgraded, um, the sparks. And so you can assign them to different characters, uh, and swap them out. If you want certain sparks with Mario or certain sparks with edge or whatever, and then you can use those sparks to upgrade your weapons. And so some characters are more, um, weak to like fire elements well you want a a spark that has uh, a fire element so it will add fire to your your gun or whatever and then that way you can overcome that particular enemy um one thing that i did not like is that the enemy turns took way too long sometimes there's some there's times where i was just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and they're just like not moving and then all of a sudden they'd start to move um, and even if I put it on like fast or the speed up the, the time, it like doubles the time, but that's about it. And so there was times that I was like getting impatient and was like, I have only got so much time with this game before I get to hop on a flight and head back um, home. Like, why can't I get these enemies to attack faster? Um, so that was, that was unfortunate. Um, I did have a, before opening it up to you guys and any discussion or anything, I did want to address two questions that we had in discord. Uh, Dave asked if there was an easy mode. Yes, there is. There's a easy, normal and hard mode. I played on easy so I could get through as much as I could of the game. Um, so I don't know what normal and hard are like, but easy was, was still a challenge. Um, there was, there was elements that, that were still kind of difficult, um, even in easy mode, but 
I, I like that that was there because there's the story mode is kind of cool um, from what I've gathered. And uh, so if you don't want, you know, a bunch of challenge there, but you just want to make it through the story, um, it's glad I'm glad they did include an easy mode. And uh, Jakester also asked uh, what I think of Rabid Rosalina. Uh, I did not get to play as her, um, but because um, I ran out of time. Uh, but see, she seems interesting uh, from the brief cutscene um, that I saw. It seems like she's very similar to Rosalina from Mario Galaxy. And there's like this whole thing where she's like reading a book and like a storybook and everything. And so uh, that's kind of cool. I'm interested to know more. Uh, she seems incredibly sleepy. And I'm not sure why, um, but that's that's my very brief uh, interaction and uh, experience with with Rabid Rosalina. But uh, yeah, overall, I'm really interested in the game, uh, which is crazy to think because I have never said that about a tactical RPG before. And uh, didn't I, I mean, I was kind of interested in, in Kingdom Battle, um, but this game this time uh, I'm really interested in Sparks of Hope. And it's not just because Ubisoft gave me a, a first look at it. Um, <laughs> they've really done some some excellent things, I think, in the, the game that really draw people in like me who don't really like tactical RPG games, um, but they've really broadened it this time. And and uh, that was really their purpose, talking with Quentin about that. Like they really do want to create a game that not only is good on its own, but also invites players that are normally not fans of this genre to uh, to actually try it and, uh, and see what it's like. So yeah, did you guys have any other questions about my experience with it or anything like that? My main thing was, because I know you weren't really interested in Kingdom Battle, and I think Kingdom Battle came out at a, the perfect time, because it was the first year of the Switch, and we hadn't had a Mario game yet. So it was the first, like, other than Mario Kart, but, like, we hadn't had a proper Mario game yet. So for a lot of us, we, we weren't huge fans of strategy. It was like, this is a Mario game. We finally get something to play. Uh, and I think that we overlooked the strategy elements to play in a, in a world in, a, in the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, now, you know, I'm sure before you played this, the answer would have been no. But I'm curious now, are you going to pick it up? Is this something you're going to planning on playing? Sparks of Hope or Kingdom Battle? Yeah, Sparks of Hope. Oh, uh, yeah, I actually am. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is, they sold it to you. It, they really did. It, like at the very least, it was worth uh, them uh, taking me out there and bringing me out just to sell a sixty dollars game. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I like which is really cool. And I think, um, I think it really is. It's not only because you know I, I got a chance to really try the game out first. I think that's great. And honestly, I really hope they do release a solid demo of the game because I think experience with it is going to convince a lot of people um, that they should also try it out if especially if if they're not fans of that genre like I like I am or like I am also not a fan of that genre um, yeah I think a demo would be amazing to uh, to just get your hands on it and try it out because it's it's not like other tactical RPGs so now you're gonna yep. go back to kingdom battle right nope <laughs> 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 I'll read a you, summary of what happened and move on to Sparks of Hope. <laughs> have you played Kingdom Battle? <laughs> I have. Played, yes. Okay. I, I've not played the whole thing by any means, um, but I, I played enough well, of yeah. it to, uh, to know that. Yeah. I mean, it is, uh, it's definitely uh, several steps in the right direction. Um, you know, if, if I had, you know, no other games to play 
and I was like mildly interested in it. Like I would, I would play that game. I mean, I have because I, you know, there's so many other tactical games that I have avoided and totally overlooked before. Um, but Kingdom Battle, I have played because I was mildly interested in it because they had changed it up. But Sparks of Hope just takes it to the next level, like maybe several levels past that. And so, yeah, it's enough to actually get me to spend some money on on a game that in a genre that I would have passed up way so many times before. <laughs> Now we just need to get Steve over to Fire Emblem and Triangle Strategy and Nope. <laughs> Xenoblade 3. Oh, I'll play Xenoblade 3 over Fire Emblem <laughs> any day. There you go. You heard it here <laughs> first, folks. I have I have played more Xeno way more Xenoblade than I have Fire Emblem in my life, for go. sure. I played demos of Fire Emblem and I have played it through one and a half Xenoblade games. So there you go. That's not bad. <laughs> So this this event, I, I saw some other YouTubers were there. Who else did you see besides Kit and Krista? Um, like, was Arlo there and stuff like that? You know what? Uh, I don't. Maybe, but I don't know who is behind Arlo. So uh -huh. there's a good chance that maybe he was there, but I I didn't I didn't see a blue puppet around. So um, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the person that's behind it, it was, but. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. Um, the other, there's so many people that I did recognize, but I think the event was so quick and we didn't really get to interact with each other very much. Um, and I think that that was possibly by design, um, mm -hmm. but they really you wanted to limit the the interaction for COVID purposes and, and other things as well. But they also like, they, they rented out a place for us to go. Uh, so the last time I went to a big event like this was like 10 years ago when, um, when electronic arts, uh, had, had me out to like check out, uh, Sims games and all this other stuff like years ago. And I, we went to their actual headquarters and, and checked out everything there. This time we we were downtown at some like warehouse facility that they had rented out and, and decked out. Um, I was looking through my pictures for some reason. I got a new phone. I think I my pictures from the event didn't actually upload to the iCloud and I lost my pictures of the event. Um, but there's there's others from other people that were out there and you can see what it looked like. Um, uh, but unfortunately, I lost my my couple photos that I took. Uh, but but yeah, it was like we showed up. Um, we we checked out a pre presentation. We played the game. We ate lunch. We played more of the game, and then we were out of there. And so I think they, you know, they'd probably only reserved it for so much time. So the it was very much like get in, do your thing, get out, uh, sort of experience. It was still a great experience overall. Like Ubisoft did a fantastic job hosting us and everything. But I think um, it wasn't an event where I really got to interact with a lot of other people. I saw a lot of other people that I. I've seen before and a lot of people that are like, oh my gosh, I remember you from when we used to be able to do events. Like when I was, uh, you know, the last time I was at E3 or when I was at PAX or things like that, but it's been a while since I've seen you and I can't exactly remember where you're from, but I definitely recognize you. Um, but most of the time that I was, was talking with people, I was talking with people from Ubisoft. I was doing the interview with, with, uh, Mr. Corrigy and, and things like that. So I, I didn't actually get to interact with a lot of other journalists. Makes sense. Yeah. How long was the event? Was it just, uh, 
Uh, it was like started at like eight, nine, no, 10 o'clock in the morning, nine, nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. I can't remember exactly. Um, time zones throw me off. Um, cause it was in Pacific time. Um, and then we ended around like three, I think in the afternoon, I ended a little bit after that because the, the guy that was assigned to my, um, my PlayStation, uh, not PlayStation, like Sony, but <laughs> my playing station. Um, uh, he let me go a little further because so what happened in the afternoon uh, was that I I was playing through this area and they in in pristine peaks and they were like, don't go to the final area yet because we we want to pace you a little bit. And so I was like, cool. And so I was doing some side quests, which there's a bunch of side quests in the game, which is really cool. And so I was off doing a side quest and having a great time. There was some challenge there. And then uh, the a lady comes up and says that like my my time for my interview is, is ready. And so I go do the interview. Apparently during that time when I was doing the interview is when they told everybody that, that it's okay to go into the final boss. So I come back and I'm continuing the side quest and I have no idea. And I'm like, okay, I guess some, at some point they're going to tell me I can continue on to the boss. And finally the guy's like, Hey, you should probably back out of this and go to the boss. Cause you don't have much time left. I was like, dang it. <laughs> so I run out of the side quest area and this cave that I was in and hightail it over to the, the final area. And there's the, <laughs> you'll see it in the footage as well, but there's this maze thing that I'm trying to get through and I'm trying to figure that out, which is slowing me down. And then there, there's another uh, area that's like, like Mario's done this many times where you have to pick the right doors and to continue or send you back to the beginning. And I just kept getting sent back to the beginning. I was like, I only have so much time. I got to figure this out. And so I finally got to the very end and it's like three o'clock or whatever time we're stopping. And, uh, and I've just made it to the final boss and he's like, go ahead and, and go through. I'll let you watch the cutscene, and I'll, I'll let you watch the opening, uh, scenes of the battle, but you can't play the battle cause we're out of time. And so that's, that's where it kind of left off. So I got to see the cutscene with, uh, rabbit Rosalina and I got to see the, the final battle of that area kind of open up against midnight. Um, but I didn't actually get to play it unfortunately so. <laughs> but See, that's, that's their fault they they should let you do the battle at least <laughs> it should but uh the that's the cool thing about this game though that i that i did like is there are so many side quests that you can get lost in it's a little more open world like that it's not exactly because there is a there's a linear story there but while you're carrying on that linear story you can to go off to the side and do all these side quests and then come back uh, as well. So there's a lot more game there this time, which is, which is really cool that I totally got lost in. And I think a lot of players will too. That's awesome. awesome. That has me excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fun. So I never thought I'd be saying that about a tactical game, but uh, here I am giving it praises, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's see. Um, yeah. I think, uh, going to the chat looks like uh, Jakester would also like to meet Arlo, um, and uh, and Jakester is also thinking about marathoning both Mario Rabbids games when uh, gets the second game. I do have the first game, but wanting to get the wanting to wait until he gets the second. So. Cool. Well, let us know what you guys think about Mario and Rabbids. And if you have any other questions that maybe I can answer, um, you can let us know in the comments or the chat room if you're watching live or uh, let us know on social media and our discord, all that stuff. But uh, let's jump into some quick headlines before we uh, kind of get to the the later 
part of our episode this time and uh, several different things going on uh, that we want to cover. So Barry, feel free to kick us off with this first one. Yeah, so this is what I've been doing for the past two weeks, and I've been longer than two weeks, actually. This is this has probably consumed about six to eight weeks of my life, um, is coming up this this Saturday, so close, this Saturday, October 1st, uh, we are doing another Premium Edition Direct. This will be our Fall 2022 Direct, and uh, this is over 30 minutes worth of announcements. Uh, this is a big script. Uh for those that don't know, I do write the directs. So the, the last direct we did, which was 20 minutes, uh, it was about five pages. And this one was actually 12. We had to cut it down a bit. Uh, the, the, there was so much. And even after writing, there's so much, you know, gathering trailers and, and, and talking with developers and getting assets and images and videos. And it, it, there's a lot that goes in dealing with, you know, working with the editor and making sure everything is just as perfect as we can be. Uh, so I really hope everyone enjoys this. Uh, it's going to be shown live, uh, YouTube premiere at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Premium Edition YouTube channel. So make sure to check that out. And of course, it'll be available after. Uh, there will be a live Q and A after that uh, in, in the Premium Edition Discord, uh, which which I will be there. So feel free to come on in and, and have fun. But I do hope you enjoy because we have got some really exciting stuff. We've been keeping really tight to the chest that we can't. Uh, can't say just yet, but less than a week, less than a week. And we'll finally be able to talk about it. And I just hope you enjoy the, the presentation we put on. Nice. In case anyone's been looking for the next uh, Super Mario game, you can find it actually on Super Mario Maker. Uh, fans spent the last seven years across both the Wii U version and the new um, version two on Switch to recreate an entirely new Mario game with using the super world functionality. So um, you can check out the code on screen. And if you really want to see a game that was made with the same kind of um, course materials that they used to make the original um, first four games on the NES and SNES, uh, be sure to give this a check out. It sounds really interesting. Uh, yeah. So we, we just talked about Kit and Krista. So on their recent uh, podcast, uh, they had a discussion with Reggie, and uh, they talked about the the pretty much the, Wii, the Smash Brothers Wii U uh, trailer that was announcing the Miis for for Smash 3DS and Wii U, where it had Awada versus Reggie, uh, and how they actually filmed that, which is really cool because they used stunt doubles in Japan, and they didn't have anybody as tall as Reggie in Japan, so they had to film at like a low angle to make the Reggie stunt double appear to be bigger and uh, all the close-ups are them, but they didn't even film in the same area or even in the same country. Reggie filmed in, in the Northwest Washington uh, while Awada was somewhere in Japan. And uh, you know, the, the way it was able to come together was great, but it's, it's really interesting to hear some of these behind the scenes stories and some of these classic trailers that we, you know, had the pleasure of seeing. Absolutely. And uh, if you haven't heard, E3 is back. E3 is officially back. And uh, yeah, we're going to be hearing all about it uh, and seeing all about it on uh, June 13th 
through the 16th of 2023. And uh, it's going to be kind of separated into two separate events. The business days are going to be on June 13th through the 15th. And gamer days, which is open to the public, is going to be June 15th through the 16th. They're going to be held in separate halls this year uh, to kind of separate those two different events. But E3 is happening officially June 13th through the 16th. And uh, Read Pop is going to be behind it this time. And these this is a company that's been behind uh, company uh, different events like PAX and uh, and many other big gaming events. So they know what they're doing for sure. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to be out of the country during that time. So I won't be around to watch E3 live this year, which is really sad. At our previous podcast, we were talking about the potential of uh, the Mario movie making an appearance in the direct, but wait no longer. We've gotten a thing from the New York Comic-Con saying that they're going to have the exclusive first trailer preview of the film on October 6th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So if you want to see what the movie is going to be about with some um, scenes that are going to be in the movie, then uh, sure check out that trailer. See, there's another thing you can thank Reed Pop for. Reed Pop puts on New York Comic Con. So see, they're they're back to back. Um, and uh, finally, Nintendo. Nintendo being Nintendo. That's really just the headline of this. That's really all it needs to be. Nintendo is removing Facebook and Twitter links to Nintendo accounts. They are removing the ability to sign in to your Nintendo accounts through a linked Facebook or Twitter account. It will also no longer be possible to earn my Nintendo points through missions that require linking a Facebook or Twitter account and also discontinuing the ability to post Facebook and Twitter via the 3DS and Wii U for all three of you that still use that function. <laughs> uh, it was cool when it first, you know, dropped, you know, it was nice to, to be able to do that. I thought there was, you know, big things on the horizon for Nintendo when they uh, when they incorporated Twitter and Facebook linking and and couldn't you also post uh, to YouTube for a while as well like short clips that you were able to maybe record or something I can't remember some somewhere along the line you were able to to post that because I remember I think one of my first postings uh, to to YouTube on one of my YouTube accounts was was from one of my Nintendo consoles from Mario Kart I think one of the Mario Kart games so yeah. <laughs> Greg, uh, any further thoughts about any of these stories? Um, at least in terms of like the removing of the accounts, make sure that you have your account, like a Nintendo account, is actually linked to like a normal email or whatever, so you still have access to it. Um, if you have any like saved data, like on whatever um, any of the Nintendo mobile games, like Fire Emblem Heroes, and also uh, linking on the one that Barry likes a lot, uh, Mario Kart Tour. Well, it's not only that one, but the one that's Jigalia going away. Lost. Yeah, Jagalia Lost. That if you use that to um, create your account or whatever, your save data will be um, gone. I got notification in Fire Home Heroes that you need to make sure your account is like properly linked with that. So that's definitely a concern for anyone out there that might have that. Um, really excited for the Mario movie. Really excited to see that E3 is back. It's going to be maybe I might have to see if I can try to go out there again and have another fun trip at E3. And yeah, the making of the Smash Brothers video, that was also really cool and to learn more background information about that. And yep, then obviously excited for more premium news that everyone gets to see and share and talk about. 
expand the realm of premium edition games. And then I actually might be checking out that Super World. I've been thinking about loading up Super Mario Maker 2 just to check out some of the cool Super World. So that would be towards the top of the list, along with another one that I was following some other streamers play. It's like a um, one one uh, like series. Like they made an entire Super World on like one dash one, and all these different co- like combinations you can do with it. So that another Super World I'd want to check out as well. Oh, Barry, how about you? Yeah, when I saw that article about the uh, the Super Mario Maker two, I immediately thought of Greg. I'm like, ah, oh, this, this is this is him. This is perfect for him. Uh, but yeah, that that actually might make me boot up Mario Maker two again, uh, at least sometime in the future. Maybe not right away, but that does sound exciting. Uh, you know, the the backstory with Reggie and Awada. That's I love behind the scenes stuff like that. Uh, E3. You know, and some people say we don't need E3. E3's outdated. I've always been a champion of E3, and and maybe that's the nostalgia in me talking. But I love showcases. I love big events. It's it's gamer Christmas in June, so I'm always going to stand for it. Uh, really excited about the Mario movie finally getting a trailer, uh, which is ironic because usually I go to New York Comic Con, but this year I'm not able to because I have another show that I'm going to uh, the exact same weekend. So I'm. I'm not going to be over there. So hopefully they do reveal that online. And uh, as for Nintendo removing stuff and making things difficult and deleting people's data because they don't realize they have to, you know, transfer over or whatever, that's A, Nintendo being Nintendo, which I'm not a fan of, and B, more of a reason to go physical and stop this service bull crap because losing your hard-earned and hard-fought you know, fought data because of something like this, it would just piss anybody off. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> unless you just don't care. Uh, I, if I woke up and like all my data was gone from years of playing a game, I would just like, I will, I would, someone would die. Like I would just find somebody who was responsible <laughs> and uh, they might not be breathing by the time I'm done with the conversation. Well, wow. <laughs> on that note, um, <laughs> Barry, tell us how you really feel. Um, <laughs> I loved Steve's reaction to that. That was great. Like that. that made it. If you're okay listening to, let... to this, you need to you need to watch the the, the video. <laughs> it's okay to let Hudson out to breathe once in a while, Barry. <laughs> no, right. damn it, no. Hudson's going to be able to die. No, no. It's not Hudson's fault. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm. A, yeah, I, I I have a little bit of a you know connections behind the scenes to a couple people that work for premium. So, but I'm still really excited to to see what you guys put out for sure. Uh, and I'm I'm yeah, uh, thirty minute um, direct is is pretty exciting for sure. Um, and then yeah, I kind of forgot about Super Mario Maker. Um, <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot. I was like. Do I have that game? Oh yeah, I think I do. Um, I don't remember the one the last time I booted it up, but this might actually get me uh, to boot it up. Uh, Jakester even says in the chat, uh, "Super Mario Maker Two being relevant in 2022." Who to think? Who to thunk? Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Um, E3 is going to be back, but I can't be there i'm so bummed like why didn't they consult me before they chose those dates i already had my trip picked out and yeah it's there's there's no way so it's gonna be kind of weird like i'm pretty sure this is the very first time ever 
that I have found out about stuff like after E3 is over um, that I'll, I'll come back and uh, and find out about it and everything. So that's going to be kind of weird. Where are you um, going to be? Uh, Dominican Republic. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yep. I, I may be, uh, be able to maybe if I get good internet, um, be able to see what's going on, but there's definitely no way I'll be able to like actively be engaging with, with everything and, and talking with you guys and all that stuff. Oh no. Now I want to see a live reaction from the Dominican (laughs) Republic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be happening, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> normally on, on the way back on the way back i almost always have like a huge uh layover when i'm coming back from the dr and so maybe i'll be able to watch it in the airport um during like a seven or 11 hour layover or something oh like my that. god that's a yeah big usually layover. it's it's ridiculous like we get to back to the the states like pretty quick and then we have to wait forever to like fly back to denver it's it's crazy um but you uh almost drive <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> from in the states. Yeah, I was like, you can't yeah, drive the from states. Dominican. No, area. no. Once like, you're there at the airport, because <laughs> it's eleven hours till the flight, yeah. but then you still have to wait for the flight travel too, and that's, that's if it's on time and not delayed. You might as well just rent a car and just go. <laughs> Twenty-four hour drive all the way from Florida, there you uh, go. <laughs> or New York. That's usually where we go. They they drop us off uh, somewhere in in Florida or or New York. Well, see if you go to New York, you can come hang out. There we go. There we go. Or you can come over. I'll, I'll be watching E3 stuff. Huh? Yeah, that's true. Damn it, Steve. I'm watching E3. <laughs> it's like, stop bothering me. Stop. I'm not going to come to the airport and hang out with you. I've, I've got E3 stuff. <laughs> um, I wouldn't even be able to get in without a ticket now. Yeah. Um, crazy with uh, the, the trailer. I didn't actually think we we're going to get a trailer for the Mario movie. But uh, I'm interested to see, see what uh, Mario sounds like. <laughs> it's better be Pratt good. He said he was floored when he saw it. He it said it was amazing. Be good. I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> well, if it's not, maybe you'll be like in a Sonic movie where the fans will change it before it comes out. Maybe. I mean, thank goodness for that. The Sonic movies have been <laughs> great. Like some yeah. of the best video game movies ever. And uh, yeah, the whole movie moving Facebook thing. I don't really care. Um <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter to me i don't care anymore it it, it doesn't surprise me either oh, at all. but look who joined us in the chat yeah very oh hudson's there we were just talking about long. him <laughs> barry has his way no you can watch out hudson watch your back <laughs> uh let's let's move our attention soon to uh what's coming out uh but before we do that I uh, also want to remind you one last time to make sure you connect with us over on Twitter at Nintendo Fuse. And if you haven't joined our Discord yet, we would absolutely love to have you over there. We can chat games and so much more. The link is on the screen, also in our show notes and the YouTube description as well. And uh, Hudson's already got his eyes looking around. Um, just <laughs> rewind, rewind just a couple minutes. You'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> Although at this point, he should know to look out for you anyway. Um, you trapped him in the basement so long, so many times. <laughs> I still funny. remember the time when we played that trick where where Son pretended to be tied up. And <laughs> it's great. It's great. Oh, good times! You need to come back, Asan. We miss uh, you. He does. Maybe he should come back. At, he should come back during E3 week and guest host for me. 
that's what he should do. Hassan, make sure you're available at E3 week because I'm going to be out of the country and these guys need a third third person on here. So there we go. We're booking them ahead of time. <laughs> well, let's jump into uh, what games are coming out over the next couple weeks until our next live recording. Uh, speaking of which, that's going to be on October. Wait, where is my notes? Why, why is that not popping up? Come on, you little thing. What is it? October like 10, 10, 10, 10. For some reason, my my iPad is all messing up and I can't even see what what uh, date the next uh, episode is going to be. But anyway, it's October 10th is we're going to be uh, recording the next episode. But until then, we've got several games that are coming out. Uh, <laughs> Jakester's uh, Jakester wants to know we're, we're going to take uh, auditions before uh, before then um but uh yeah several games coming out over the next couple weeks until october 10th when our next episode is dropping uh one of those games is a game called tunic and that's dropping on september 27th so not too long we've we've talked about this game uh previously uh also we have gunvolt chronicles also uh, luminous avenger nine i think it's ix so i'm assuming it's nine nine. but also two um so i don't understand that whole thing but it's also coming out on september 27th uh life is strange arcadia bay collection also on september 27th and the legend of heroes trails from zero also on uh, september 27th so big day on september 27th for several different games FIFA 23 Legacy Edition uh, is coming out on <laughs> September 30th, along with Blade Assault, also on September 30th, and Arrow Heart, also on September 30th. Let's Sing ABBA Collection uh, is coming out on October 4th. I just thought that was interesting because I didn't even realize they're putting out Let's Sing games anymore, but you can get your hands on that on October 4th. Uh, Near Automata, the end of Yorha Edition is uh, October 6th. And Chaos, Head, Noah, and Child Double Pack is coming out on October 7th. And No Man's Sky on October 7th as well. Announcement that I never thought I'd be making. Saying No Man's Sky is coming to Nintendo Switch and it's almost here. So, Greg, what are you going to be playing over the next couple weeks? Well, most certainly Life is Strange uh, Arcadia Bay Collection. And also I was probably picking up Tunic along with... I'm finally getting some more time with uh, Xenoblade 3. So those are be, I don't know if I'll be able to start like uh, Life is Strange quite yet due to wanting to play some more Xenoblade, but um, those are where I'll be pretty much uh, be focused on for the next, uh, before the next podcast. And before Barry jumps in, I know he's really excited for the new Paw Patrol game. And I see there's also an LOL surprise uh, doll collection that he also can't wait to add to his list as well. <laughs> There you go. And Sad Martian truth Pack. is that they're physical, so yeah, I have to uh, get them. Actually, Martian Panic is a port of a Wii game, so I already have it, it on Wii and I have to buy like it again. Yeah, yeah, it's a Wii game. Yeah, is that kind of like uh, the the Walmart version of uh, the Aliens Attack or whatever that game's called? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, like that. the Wii. We actually had two versions: one with a like a, a plastic zapper style gun. And and it came like in a little you know little paper sleeve for the disc, and then one a retail actual retail case. Nice. So they're doing the same thing with this. They're, it's a retail Martian Panic, and then they're selling a gun like a Mars gun to work with it. Yes. And then you put the awesome. Joy Cons in there. Yeah. So it's really just a plastic shell. 
Yeah, just a plastic yeah. shell. It doesn't even come with the game. It's literally just for use with Martian Panic, sold nice. separately. <laughs> nice. Nice. I wonder how many we're going to sell that. <sighs> I have no <laughs> idea. I don't have the room for it, so I'm not getting it. Uh, Barry, what are you going to be playing the next couple weeks? What I'm going to be playing is what I should have been playing a little bit today, but NAS America uh, screwed me over pretty big time. Uh, because my my game I've been waiting to play is Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero. Can't wait. I ordered the collector's edition from their website. Uh, in August, I got an email saying you'll be billed soon. And on September 7th, I did get billed on my PayPal build for Legend of Heroes. Then I'm seeing shipping notifications from people. Why didn't I get mine? So I checked my account and the order is no longer showing, even though I had an order number and the order number isn't showing at all even though I, they charged me. So I have PayPal proof that they've charged me for games that I pre-ordered and now they haven't sent. And I sent emails and I haven't heard anything from NIS. Uh, so I'm rightfully pissed off about that, uh, especially because they did bill me. And uh, I have another copy coming from Amazon, the standard, so I will be playing it for sure. But I am quite annoyed at NIS for literally dropping the ball and I emailed them last week, and they still haven't gotten back to me. So very upset with their customer service. Uh, and and if they don't get back, you know, and then they rob me of $180, I'm going to be really, really annoyed. And and that's when I'm going to turn into a Karen online because <laughs> that, that's that's theft at that point. That is that is honest to God theft, um, and a lot of money too to to steal. Um, you should be able so, to request a refund through PayPal though. I could, but it. I want the item. Right. Yeah. And and that's that's the problem is that they 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 literally stole, as far as I'm concerned, they stole from me. But uh that that is the main thing I'm gonna play. If if I finish Trails from Zero before the next podcast, I'm gonna try and get some time in with Luminous Avenger nine two. Um, provided the physical comes in time, because I love that series. That's the Gunvolt series. Uh, if you love Mega Man, you'll absolutely want to play it. And uh, fun fact, the next podcast is actually going to be on my birthday. So I will be spending my birthday here with you guys, uh, you know, instead of instead of with my wife. I'll be here. <laughs> and I told her, she's like, so are you doing it next, you know, in two weeks? I said, yeah, I got to. I got to be there with the guys, man. So I'm sorry. Sorry, hon. Oh, so, bros before be hoes. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I would hear that out of Greg's mouth. <laughs> Speaking of someone dying, it's going to be Barry's <laughs> wife killing Greg. <laughs> I'll be headed to the dungeon with Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh boy. We need a sound clip of that now. Just like yeah. just put it on the soundboard. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> yeah. Just throw that out every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um yeah, I'll uh I'm definitely looking forward to Tunic uh for sure in terms of, of new games uh and um, really do need to get, I need to get back. Like life is finally dying down. It's been ridiculously crazy the last uh, couple of weeks. And so I do think I, I can spend, uh, some more time finally get back to life is strange too. Um, yeah, you so, need to finish that. Yeah, I do. I I'm still in the first chapter cause I 
just have not had enough time to, to sit down. Um, and like I said, I think, you know, the last time we talked about it a couple episodes ago, um, it is this particular game is is heavier I feel like right from the very beginning, uh, well, not not from right from the very beginning. The very beginning, I was like, oh, this is going to be light and happy. And then all of a sudden the turn happens and I'm like, crap. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I have to like pace myself <laughs> a little bit more with this one. Um, but I am excited to to finally have a little more time to, to finish this one. Um, but uh, yeah, we also got another uh, game that we're going to be reviewing on the next episode. It's called Haiku. I forget. Is that what it's called? Hi- yeah, I think it's Haiku. Haiku something with robot, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but We'll be, you'll find out about it. I don't think anybody has played it yet. So um, before the next episode. I played it already. Yeah, played okay. It we just forgot the name of it. Um, but we'll we'll remember it by the next time we talk about it. Um, and then, um, yeah, we just got thought, some... What was that? I thought we were going to do that game called uh, C-A-R... That's the oh, one after. Carol. Oh, that's yeah, me, that. me two after? Okay. Yeah. So Cool. So, yeah, we got some... Loaded. We are locked and loaded for, for reviews for sure. Um, so yeah, and uh, here's it. Like we never, we haven't really done this in a long time. But if there's there are like specific games that you guys are really interested in hearing our thoughts on uh, that we have not talked about on the podcast ever before, uh, let us know in the comments. Let us know in our Discord, on social media, or anything. And like, hey guys, I would love for you to do a game chat on this specific game. Um, maybe it's because you like hearing our different perspectives on this uh, particular game. Game and you'd love to to hear that about um, a specific one. Let us know. Um, we would, we'll do our best to to go after those games um, for sure. But we we do review the ones that we get um, codes for and that the publishers uh, give us an opportunity to play. But yeah, if there's ever any requests that you guys have that you would love to to hear our thoughts on, uh, be sure to let us know um, and all those different places. So get a hold of us and. Uh, yeah, if you have any questions, we, we've not done this in a long time, but you can shoot her your questions uh, in our Discord and social media. But we also have an email, podcast at nintendofuse.com, and you can shoot us up uh, an email over there and uh, let us know any thoughts, questions, anything that we should address in future episodes as well. Greg, what are you going to be up to other than the uh, playing games over the next couple of weeks? Anything exciting? <sighs> Not really a whole much going on my end. Obviously, I'm still going to be doing, hopefully trying to get some time to do some more cold calls for premium and being stay tuned for like the direct, obviously, for next Saturday. Um, but pretty much outside of that, not a whole lot of other um, personal life stuff going on. It's just kind of like the fall's finally kind of coming around and more time to be spending inside as the weather gets colder. So be hopefully more time for games. <laughs> that's, that's a good perspective to have on cold weather. Barry, what are you going to be up to over the next couple weeks? I think that's the only the only thing I like about cold weather weather is was always an excuse to stay inside and play games. Um, but yeah, it's going to be busy. Uh, even though I just finished this, now begins um, preparing and, and advertising for the direct this Saturday, and and hoping to start guest spotting on some different podcasts, and that all culminates with the following weekend where. Um, wife and I, we're going to be up in Syracuse, New York. Retro Game Con is going on uh, the weekend, uh, 8th and 9th. So we will be up uh, there. So if you are in the area and you're going to go to that show, please come by to the Premium Edition booth. Come say hi. Say, hey, I listen to Nintendo Fuse. Uh, we'd love to talk. 
love to absolutely talk. Uh, we're going to have some really cool stuff for sale. Uh, we're going to do a panel. Uh, the panel is on Saturday, so I'll be doing a panel with uh, my buddy Frank. Frank will be there, uh, who does our streams, and uh, awesome, awesome dude. So looking forward to finally getting to meet him. And then, of course, I come back to do you know this wonderful podcast on my birthday. So uh, it's it's crazy, it's crazy. And and actually, this Saturday, this upcoming or uh, Sunday, the the day after the direct is actually my wedding anniversary. So it's like all of this is just happening wow. all together in this two two week period. Uh, and then even more after the next podcast, it it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Wow. But uh, looking forward to it. It's all exciting stuff. And uh, you know, just I'm hoping you all check out the direct, and I hope you all like it. Uh, labor of love for sure. Uh, <laughs> a lot of work, but but it's all worth it in the end to to make people happy. Hopefully. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm excited that I don't have a whole lot going on the next couple of weeks. Um, that has not <laughs> been the case, and so I'm I'm looking forward to getting some downtime, playing some more games, and uh, we'll see what else I, I end up playing. Hopefully, I have a, a lot longer list than just Rocket League and Mario and Rabbids the next time, uh, for sure. Uh, or maybe I'll just get sucked into Life is Strange, and that's all I play as well. So something is going to happen that I'll have some some stuff to talk about for the next episode, for sure. But the next episode is on October 10th, uh, like we talked about, and on Barry's birthday. And so, uh, yeah, make sure you tune in live if you never tuned in. Maybe this is the time to tune in live to celebrate Barry's birthday with us. We stream uh, live on YouTube and Twitch at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. You can join us on either platform. We'd love to have you jump in in the chat and uh, just let us know all the thoughts that you have around everything that we talk about. We love interacting with you guys uh, throughout the episode, but until then happy gaming, everybody have a good one. See you next time.